Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello, my name is Austin Torres, and welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. Today, I am joined by filmmaker and creator of all sorts of spooky stuff. He's known on Twitter as NJ Horror, New Jersey Horror. Please welcome my friend, Chris McGinnis. How's it going? Uh, it's going good. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little paranoid because while we were talking before I started recording, I got your name right first try. And now I'm like, did I get it right the second time? Yeah, it's amazing. That's that's how we always knew growing up, like when somebody was calling the house that was like a solicitor or something because they would say the name wrong and you just hang up the phone. Hi, is, Miss, <laughs> like, Hi, is Mr. or Mrs. Magenis there? Just click, just hang up. Like They don't know us. <laughs> So I, I'm still super proud of myself that I got your name right on the first. I try am because... too, honestly, because nobody ever does. Literally, nobody <laughs> ever does. I take great pride in getting people's names right. I was I always expect to correct people. Honestly, it's just like a natural thing. Like I'm waiting for them to say it wrong so I can correct them, not in a dick way, but just like no, yeah. it's beginners. But like when people say it right, I'm like, oh, whoa, like all right, like cool. Off to a good, <laughs> off to a good foot right there. Uh, that makes me so happy. And what also makes me happy is today's topic. We're talking about a slasher who uh, just needs to put his face on. It's the iconic Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. What about, like, it just, I love Leatherface. He's an icon. Yeah, I mean, he's literally, like, one of the, he's the first, like, real mass slasher. He, I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out in 74 before Halloween, Jason, freddy scream like you know it's like he's he's like the goat like and i don't think he gets enough i don't think he gets enough credit for being like an og like the real og slasher killer that he was like he got kind of overshadowed by jason because they made way more friday the 13th and halloween's like consecutively in a row than they did texas chainsaw massacre movies but yeah he's the man Oh, yeah. And I, I got a lot of thoughts on why that happened Um, that might have happened. But we'll we'll get into that. First off, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about uh, some of the films that you made, because you're a huge horror fan, just like me. But you make them, too. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm the kind of guy that like you can only I can only like stand on the sidelines watching the game for so long where I'm like, no, I want to be in the game. And I always want to make movies. I've ran around with a video camera since. My dad bought me one, uh, man, I was probably like 12 or 13, I think. I'm 37 now, so this was like 2000, literally like the year 2000 when I got my first camera. And I would just shoot random stuff. Like mostly, like honestly, it was mostly like skateboarding and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like jackass stuff. We used to do a lot of that stuff and whatnot. Because I never, the thought of making a movie sounds daunting, like, like, only special people make movies. Like I can't make a movie. And it literally took me, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff before I started making my short horror movies. I did like a web series where I played twin. Like I did a lot of comedy stuff. Like, cause I just horror. I just didn't think I could make like movies. And I didn't really think about making short films. Like I wasn't a big short film guy back in the day. Like I didn't watch them. 
I didn't appreciate them. And I wish I did, but I didn't. And then like when I was like 34, I was like having like a life crisis. I'm like, what do you want to do? Like, I was like, I want to make horror movies. And it was like, literally like, I was like, well, just do it. And then I made my first, I wrote my first short in like December, January of like 2019, 2020. Shot my first short film, Etrasac, in March of 2020. Literally right when the pandemic started. Oh, wow. Like I was literally supposed to take a week off of work to shoot my movie. And then like everything shut down. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm off of work anyway, so I can just make this movie. So I made that. Then a couple months later, I wrote my second one, Cringe Shriek Bleed, filmed that. Then I started working on a web series called The West David Tapes. It's a found footage serial killer web series. And also, <laughs> by the way, when I'm, all my, most of my movies like are completely done by myself. I write them, okay. direct them, act in them, edit them. Like, because that's just, it's because it's hard to find good help in Hackestown, New Jersey. I'm yeah. like an hour from New York. I'm an hour from Philadelphia. But it's like, and like we talked about before we recorded, like, I want people to help, but it's like, I don't want somebody to drive an hour. And then like, I'm like, I'm making this like weird short film. And they're gonna be like, what the fuck did I get myself into? I'm in the middle of nowhere in Jersey, like doing this. <laughs> but then, so I did that. Then I made my third movie after the West David tapes was me, myself, and then I did a movie called Willow Grove. Then I did my favorite movie I've done called Jessica Kills, where I'm like, I dressed kind of like a clown <laughs> with makeup and I wear like a women's clown outfit. I think it looks so rad. And he has like a talk show on the dark web. And that's by far my favorite movie because that was the one I acted in the most. Like a lot of them, most of my, I think I'm really good at building tension in my movies. Like, there's not a lot of dialogue in some of them, but it's like weird, quiet, and I'm like, I'm like creeping around, and it's like I'm very good at that. Like, I will pat myself <laughs> on the back for that. But then Jessica Kills is just all talking, me just talking, and then after Jessica Kills, that came out in August of just this past August. Then I did a movie with my girlfriend Beth from Massachusetts called I'll Take Care of the Cats. She wrote that. We both acted in it. I directed it and edited it. That came out in October. And literally this weekend, I start shooting my seventh short film called The Burning of Warren County. That is literally... That might be why I got sick this morning because I'm stressing. Like Whenever I write a movie and I write it and I'm like, okay, it's time to film. As soon as it comes leading up to when I'm about to start shooting it, I start like my anxiety's through the roof. I'm paranoid. I'm like, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm like, this sucks. This is stupid. It's not going to work. Yeah. How am I going to do this? Like, I can't pull this off. Cause I always write stuff that I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like I have physically have no idea how I'm going to pull this off, but I always end up doing it. But this movie, there's some things in it where I'm like, to right now, I'm like, I have no idea how I'm going to pull this off. Like I have no idea, but that's the fun of it too. It's like, it's the best high you can get. Like when you start making a movie, then you do it. You're like, oh, I did it. It was words on a paper. Now I'm watching it on my computer, editing it, yeah. and it works. Like this is the greatest feeling in the world. Like, and then you make it, and then it goes out into the world, and then 
some people watch it, most people don't, but it is what it is. I mean, I'm I'm an underground artist, so I'm like, but also I'm like, there's a lot of people that just talk about the same horror movies, like, and I'm like, dude, there's so much like good underground indie horror that like is going so under the radar, not even including me, other people too, that I'm like, yeah. I wish somebody would give it a chance. Like, I wish like Fangoria or Bloody Disgusting or Dread Central, one of these websites would just have like a weekly article talking about like really underground indie, like somebody would like dig deep and find these like really indie self-made no budget micro budget movies i mean that's pretty much me talking about me right there like i just wish somebody <laughs> would write an article i wish somebody would write an article about one of my movies because i think they're good but they're no they're no texas chainsaw massacre i'll say that well i i like how you say that but because like <laughs> you're right there should be more i mean it's hard it's so hard there, you there's know? so much stuff now with streaming so much i hate the word content I fucking hate yeah. that word. I fucking hate that word. Because I'm like, people will use it. it. It works in certain scenarios, but it's like, I don't make content. I make movies. Like, that's what I right. do. Like, And there's a difference between uh, like a film, like Alien or The Exorcist and tic- like the TikTok I saw this morning. Exactly. Or like exactly. some YouTube video. Doesn't make tic- the TikToks or the YouTube videos bad, but... They're not on the same level as something like the fucking Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's a problem, though, with the internet. The internet's a beautiful thing because YouTube yeah. has given me a place to make movies and put them on for free that anybody can watch. And the problem is, though, is that there's so much content in YouTube alone, and then let alone you have Shutter, Hulu, Paramount+, Plus, Amazon Prime, or whatever, all these, it's like, People don't have enough time in their fucking lives to watch all this shit on all these different platforms. Yeah. So it's like a lot of stuff gets buried. And like, there's so many good movies on all of those platforms that just never get the love that they probably deserve because we live in a time too where the intention spans, like people will just watch it and they go on to the next. Like, that's why I love theaters. And I like going, I like when a movie is an event. Like, I can't wait. I'm dying for Scream 6. That's yeah. an event to me. Like, that's a big... I'm fucking counting the days for that. And I'm going to... When Scream 5 came out last January, mm-hmm. I saw that fucker seven times in the theaters. <laughs> because I love Scream, but it's all—it's just fun. I like going yeah. to the theater and sitting in the theater and watching the movie. I watch movies at home on streaming services when I can. But it's not the same to me. Like, I don't know. I like event. I don't know. I it's just, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But it's just, no, I get it. It's a beautiful thing. It's just, yeah. there's too there's too much coming at you at once to, because you watch a good movie, then all of a sudden you're watching another movie, then you're watching another movie. Like, people binge watch, like, a, a season of a TV show in a day. And yeah. I don't like that. I think they should, like, I like, I think HBO still does it where it's weekly. Maybe, yeah, because like The Last of Us is doing that right now. Yeah, and... exactly. The Last of Us. Yeah. That's how it should be. Put an episode on, let everybody talk about it for a fucking week, then put the next one out. Let them talk about it again. That's how it should be. When you binge watch it all, you watch a whole show in a day, and you're like, oh, cool, that was awesome. And now you're on to the next thing. And you don't even like appreciate what you just saw because you watched it in eight hours. Well, I, I like how you bring that up because that is a really good point. There's so much 
out there. And on the other hand, technically, it's easier to make a movie. It's the easiest it's ever been to make a movie. The easiest it's, ever been. It's the easiest. It's ever so been. hard to. It's so hard to break in though, because you make their make movie, movie and it gets buried. Yeah, there's so much and, out there. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's exactly. It. It's like you. Anybody can make you. Fuck the new iPhones shoot beautiful video mm -hmm. footage, mm -hmm. which is awesome. I use all. Oh, and also. All my short films that I've made, I've used the GoPro Hero 7. Oh, nice. I have a ton of, like, I, I was, like, I still love the mini DV cameras. Like, I have a ton of, I have, like, 20-year-old cameras, like, in my apartment right now that I love shooting on still. The West David Taser shot on a mini DV camera from 20 years ago. And I love, I think a lot of things, like, people love, like, the, the Blu-ray 4K. I get it. I don't like when everything looks so pretty and pristine and like clear. Like I like raw, grimy, dirty, grainy shit. Like, yeah. Like I'd rather watch a VHS tape than a 4K Blu-ray movie. But that's just me. Well, I it like gives the it a vibe. Sorry, it's just a vibe to it. Like, yeah. It's, it's like now everything's. But like I said, like making a movie, you can watch. You can make a movie on your iPhone, and it looks great. But it's just like. I don't know. My personal preference is like, like degraded a little bit. Like, make it like dirtier looking. Like, I don't know. That's just me though. Like, I just have I I have a certain style. Like, I love my like my personal favorite genre of horror, like subgenre, besides like slasher, is like mm -hmm. found footage. Like, I love found yeah. footage. It's hard for me to not like most found footage. There's a couple that I'm like, that was tough to watch. Because it was just bad. But I'll never speak on those movies because I'm never going to dog somebody's movie and be like, oh, your movie was terrible. Because anybody can do that to me and they've done it to me. So I know how it feels. But it's like, I love found footage because I just love that style. I love the yeah the rawness to it. That's why I love Jackass growing up because it was so just filmed <laughs> on little cameras. Like, it was just like, it felt real. Like, you know? Yeah. But sorry, I interrupted you when you were going to say something. My bad. No worries, no worries. Sometimes when we record over Zoom, there's like a little bit of like a lag that goes on. So sometimes when when we get excited, I'll talk over or someone talks over me. But we're just getting excited. It happens, you know. I'm actually this is the most excited. Like, I'm fucking amped up right now. I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I love also, that. I love. I just love that this is not a video podcast because nobody can see me chain smoking cigarettes because I well, am. Well, now everyone knows because you just told them. Yeah, no, they, they can know about it, but they can't see it. That's all I care about. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care if they know. I just don't want because I was like, I'm always worried when people ask me to do their podcast. I'm like, fuck, like, is it video? Because I'm like, dude, I'm like, because when I talk, like, if we're going to have mm -hmm. a conversation, I'm like, I got to have a cigarette. Like, I, yeah, I'm a smoker. It sucks. I hate cigarettes. Don't do them, kids. They're don't a waste them. of money. They'll kill you. I have asthma. And I'm still oh, smoking, no. but it's just like, I fucking need a cigarette because I get amped up and fucking antsy. I totally get that. I've been podcasting for over a year now, and I never I never get used to, like, starting the interview. And I'm always so nervous. I have to have a drink because not like a alcoholic beverage, but like something because my mouth gets dry. Yeah. So because and like I've been doing this a weekly podcast over 50 episodes over a year 
And I still feel like I'm brand new at it every time I start an interview. (laughs) But that's kind of like, I feel like that's good because I feel like if you almost lose that, then it's not as fun. Like, you should be Mm kind of there. It's like me making my movies. I'm nervous every fucking... The fact that I know I'm shooting a scene on Saturday is like keeping me up at night. I know what I'm doing. I have it planned out, but I'm like, I'm nervous. And then when I do it, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I got it. Like, that was nothing. Like, it's just, it, it's fun being nervous. Like, it, it makes, yeah, it, 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 it makes you, it feels like it makes you, it shows that you care. Exactly. Exactly. Well, like, if you didn't give a fuck and you weren't nervous, you were just like, oh, we're going to talk Leatherface today. We got Chris on. Like, we're, it's like, well, all right, but it's like you're nervous. It's like because you give a shit. Like you want your podcast yeah. to do good. I want your podcast to do good. I appreciate that. No, I I appreciate you putting out that fucking tweet, dude. I saw, dude. I saw it, and I didn't even respond. My girlfriend Beth was like, "Tell him, like, tell him about you." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, he's already got like a hundred fucking comments on." It. I'm like, "He's already booked yeah. now till the <laughs> summer, I think." So I'm like. Then I was like, well, let me just comment. And then you hit me back and I was like, oh, rad. I'm like, all right, cool. But that's but that's the dope part <laughs> is that everybody just wants to talk horror because we love yeah. horror movies. And so when somebody because I I'm not on a lot of podcasts, but I'm like, I don't even want to talk about my own movies. I'd love to talk about my own movies. I love to talk about myself. Yeah. It's, it's just like I love that. But it's like when somebody's like, I'm looking for people like, is anybody in? It's like, dude, fuck yeah. Like, I'll talk all fucking day long about horror movies. Like, first off, I love that. Second, I gotta tell you, I was not expecting that tweet to pop up. Like, I, I really wanted to try and get to everyone. I failed that hardcore. I, I, I gave up at a certain point. <laughs> I saw, I, I don't know how I saw it because I obviously didn't know who you were at the time and I wasn't following you. So somebody I, got, I followed yeah. liked it or commented on it. So it popped up on my feed and I was like, Oh, like, eh. and then my, then my girlfriend saw it. So I commented, but then, yeah, then I saw you comment too. Like, all right. Like I, I'm sorry guys, but like, I'm trying, but like there, yeah. I was not expecting this. Which it gave is amazing me, though. That's so it's amazing, amazing that, but it gave me so much anxiety too. <laughs> well, yeah, because now it's like, Oh, well good. Like I'm booked for the next year, I guess. And like, I, I'm still figuring I had to make a fucking Excel sheet to help me sort through. And like, I just, uh, I'm grateful. I don't want anyone thinking I'm ungrateful because I truly am grateful that it had. I just feel bad because I'm the type of person that hates saying no. Yeah. And because of the success, I had to tell a bunch of people no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like well it's like no right now but it's like maybe in six months because literally hundreds of people commented on this and what so you do this weekly um so how how i work this out is i release an episode weekly so this episode will probably release in march we're um but, for clarity for everyone listening this episode's recording february 6th so if we're saying we're excited for scream six that's more than a month away right now but this might release after Scream Six is out, and we've both seen it three times each. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, I'm 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 seeing Scream Six. Fucking, I oh, dude, I'm gonna see it so many fucking times. Like, I'm gonna see it so many times. Like, yeah, I can't help too. it. Like, I just it's 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 the only franchise 
that gets me excited like I was when I was 11 years old when I saw the original Scream. No other franchise, no other movie gets me the to feel the way I feel when it's like, when they announced Scream 2022, I was like, no way, like, they're doing it? Like, oh, yeah. shit, like, fuck yeah. Then it's like, just like how the original Scream and then the original... The original Scream came out in December of 96. I saw it on home video in 97, like a few months later. Then Scream 2 came out on my birthday, December 12th, 1997. <laughs> and it's like, I just been obsessed. And then now they did Scream 2022 in January. And then a year, a little over a year later, now Scream. I'm like, yes. I'm like, I like, I, I don't look forward to a lot of stuff anymore. I'm old. I'm 37. So it's like, yeah, movie. I'll check it out. But like, oh, Scream Six, I'll be there. They're gonna get all my money. They're gonna get all my yeah. money. I was so amped up for the last one. I'm really amped up for this one. Uh, I'll bring us back to course. Don't you worry, because uh, the movie series that I get absolutely just obsessed with when there's a new one comes out. There's one fucking finally coming out this year. It's Indiana Jones. I fucking love Indiana Jones with all my heart. I don't care if Harrison Ford's 80. He plays that role as long as he can. If he's down, I'm down. And I will love every single second. I that's the, love that that's series. That's the beauty of... Yeah, that's the beauty of movies right there. Because every movie connects with somebody differently. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, love, I like Indiana Jones. I remember... I saw most of them... I was the one with Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. The fourth see. one. The fourth one. Is that was that the last one before this one coming out? Yes. Okay. Yep. So I so okay. So I've seen them all. But yeah, it's like that's the beauty though. Like movies, like the like the way they make you excited and like yeah. they're just like oh like Indiana Jones or Jurassic Park or fucking whatever like Friday the Thirteenth, whatever it yep. is. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Like everybody, and that's the only thing I'd hate about Twitter. Is when you like something and you like say it on Twitter, and then it was like, You have horrible taste. I can't believe you like that movie. It's like, Shut the fuck up. I love all these movies. Like, don't bring down my vibe, man. I'm like, I like, we're going to talk about Leatherface, obviously, but like the. I was about Texas to say, this is a perfect segue to the Texas Chainsaw franchise. Yeah. <laughs> like the one that came out last year on Netflix. Yeah. I fucking love it. Hell yeah. I fucking got it on Blu-ray, a bootleg Blu-ray of the new one from Netflix. Good. Somebody, uh, there's a, there's like a website. You, I mean, if you Google it, if you look for like DVDs and Blu-rays, like you can find like Barbarian, that new movie that came out in like October or whatever. Yeah, I like that there, one. There, there's a, you can find that on Blu-ray, like a bootleg Blu-ray. And the only reason I, I don't support bootleg stuff, but when the streaming services refuse to release it on physical media. I will buy a bootleg and the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mwah, chef's kiss. I fucking love that movie. I thought it was that so makes me so good. happy. That makes me so happy because like, like you were saying earlier, you go on Twitter and you can say, Hey, Jurassic Park's my favorite movie of all time. And someone unsolicited just would be like, well, actually, I uh, that's the worst movie of all time. And I hope you die in a fire. And it's just like, 
I exactly. didn't ask for anyone's opinion. Yeah, it's I like, just I'm not... put it out in the world so other Jurassic Park fans. Yes. No, I it's like, like it. I'm not asking for your opinion. Period. Like, if you don't like it, that's rad. Yeah. Like, awesome. Like, you don't have to like. I'm talking about my personal preference. I love certain movies that other people fucking apparently hate and think that I should die because I like those movies. <laughs> and I'm like, you people are wild, man. Like the Twitter is like the wild, wild west, man. I'm like, oh, I kind of yeah. love it for that because it's like, <laughs> it's like you people are fucking crazy. Like that's yeah. kind of what I say. Right. I'm just like, they just didn't click for me. Like I love art, the clown. I love terrifier. I saw terrifier too. Opening night in theaters in October, that movie just didn't click for me. What? Okay, that's really funny because I wasn't the first Terrifier didn't click for me, but the second one absolutely did. So really, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, it's weird. Like I watched it and I I have it on Blu-ray and I fucking watched it again and I'm just like, I don't know why it is, but this movie just doesn't click for me. Like right, and it is, and it's not. I don't like. I'm not like, oh, it sucks. It's terrible. It just doesn't do what, whatever Scream does for me, that didn't do. Like, it just, yeah, it didn't click. It just didn't click. Like, everybody loves different shit. And sometimes it just might be your mood because if you ever revisit that movie, you can have an entirely different opinion. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. My, my girlfriend just posted about that um, on Twitter today about, like, your mood. She wrote because she saw The Conjuring and didn't like it. And then she watched it with me when I visited. We met in Connecticut. We watched it in the hotel that we were staying at. And she liked it the second time. And it was like, she was like, is it the mood that made, like, is the mood a big reason why you don't like something? Like, I didn't like it the first time, but I watched it a second time with somebody else in a different environment. And I liked it. I mean, that that can be the case or or it could be the opposite. You can love a movie first time you watch it, watch it again and be like, oh, maybe I don't even like it. Like it happens. No, there are there are some movies that I, I grew up on and then I watch it again. I'm like, why did I like this? Right. Well, I mean, we oh, all change. Right. And we, yeah, we, we exactly. constantly grow and change. The movies stay the same. And that's the thing. But I, I like your point on Twitter because it's like. I just think it's the people who go to other people's things to be like, if you don't like, we'll use my favorite movie. If you don't like Jurassic Park, you can say that on your page. But why do you, why go onto someone else's page when they say they love it? Why? Like, yeah, just to you're just out it. there. And, yeah. Being and I'm, and I'm somebody, I will say this loud and fucking proud. I love, love Halloween ends. See? Yeah. I get what people are saying. It probably wasn't the best movie to end their little trilogy. I understand that part of it. But as a movie itself, it was a great fucking movie. And like, I, it didn't click for me. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) But I'm not gonna, if you were to tweet, I love Halloween ends, I wouldn't go on your tweet and be like, well, you shouldn't. Like that—that's yeah. a really shitty thing to do, but I could always use my own page to say I didn't like it, or it and, didn't click for me, or whatever. And, and Halloween Kills didn't click for me. I loved that shit. <laughs> I saw it in theaters, and I liked it. I have it on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever. I yeah. watch it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's good. But like, 
Halloween ends, I just I think I liked it because it just it took like a weird left turn curve, like it just was weird and like I I just liked it. I I was like, oh, it, this was a dope right. fucking movie actually. And I'm glad. And I'm always I'm jealous of people who liked Halloween ends because I wanted to like it. It just didn't click for me for whatever reason. Well, I I think I know the reason. And for me, it just felt like a discount Christine. I love I, Christine. Yes, yeah, I, I Christine's I one of my favorites. Too. Yeah. And I'm just I like, get it. I'd rather be watching that. And then like. And then I like, but I like to tell people, oh, I didn't like it because it had horrible representation for the marching band community. <laughs> yeah, they, they were dicks, man. They were really dicks. I told I told one of my friends, like, that movie wasn't realistic at all. There are no marching band kids with that kind of confidence to be bullied. <laughs> Dude, Not that I there w- aren't marching band bullies. There are, but we don't bully like that. Yeah, I that was in the was marching like, band. I can say it. <laughs> but like, that's what I thought too, though. I, I mean, I had friends in the marching band, but I was remember, I, I remember watching it going. I'm like, wait, they're not because uh, at first I saw the jackets. I'm like, oh, they're like they're jocks, football players. Right. Like, oh no, they're the marching. I'm like, damn. Like, I I've been out of high school for you know a long time. I'm like, the marching band's changed, man. These guys are douchebags. <laughs> I've been in the band world for a long time, and like I said. Uh, there are definitely bullies in the marching band community. There's bullies everywhere. Yeah, they're fucking everywhere, and it sucks. But band kids don't bully like that. Band kids do not have that kind of confidence. <laughs> I yeah, I wouldn't think so. Like, dude, it's like, yeah, I know. I'm not. I was gonna make jokes about them. I'm not gonna talk shit on marching band people. I, I will. I am one. So. <laughs> I was gonna be like, oh, you, you play the fucking trombone, dude. Like, you're, you're bullying me. <laughs> but, then, like, but, but that's the bully thing, yeah. too. Like, on Twitter, the bully thing. Like, somebody commented, because yesterday I wrote on Twitter after watching Texas Chainsaw 3D that came out in 2013. I saw in theaters. I loved it. I watched it again yesterday. And I was like, oh, no, I know it was the new. No, no, I'm sorry. It was the new one, the 2022 version. I was like, I fucking love this movie. And somebody was like, I've never heard anybody say that they loved this movie. And I was like, okay, but like, why even comment that on my post? Like, right. Like, okay, you, what does it matter? And I, I wrote back to him, I was like, yep, I fucking loved it, dude. Good. I think you and I are in total agreement. I, I appreciated this venting session, but I do I know, have, yeah, I, I we do like have I, to talk about Texas Chainsaw yeah. at some point in the Texas Chainsaw episode. So I'll I'll get the ball rolling. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it rolling, brother, because I'm gonna keep fucking yapping my gums off. Uh, me too, man. Me too. You've been a horror filmmaker for a little bit. I have. I'm assuming you've been a horror fan for a long time. Oh, dude, since I would my like. So I'm younger than you. I mean, I'm older than you. So like back, like I was like five years old when my dad would take me to the video store and like you'd walk in and it's like cool. And the horror section always just caught my eye because the covers of the VHS tapes were just like, what, like, what is that? Like, oh, they looked rally. I, I still specifically remember Tom Savini's Night of the Living Dead remake that he did of George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. With Tony Todd? Yep, yep, with Tony Todd. I remember that VHS. I remember rent- my first love 
originally was like zombie movies because that was the first one that I did. And then Return of the Living Dead. I fucking love that movie. But like <laughs> it was just just horror. Like I love I love all movies. Like I love all movies. Like my one of my favorite movies is Airheads from 1994 with oh, Brendan nice. Fraser. Yeah. Adam Adam Sandler, Steve Buscemi. Me and my brother also Airheads, Major League. Like I love Major League with Charlie Sheen and shit. Like uh, anything Charlie Sheen, I'm fucking on. But horror, <laughs> just I loved like just the covers. Like and you know, like I gotta rent this, and then it was like zombie movies, like all the Night of the Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, all those. Then it was like just the gates, the floodgates open, and then it was yeah, Halloween, Nightmare, Jason, and also I live in Hackensack, New Jersey. The original Friday the Thirteenth was shot twenty minutes away from where I live. That's fucking cool. So my dad would take me as a child to where like they shot some stuff and show me. So like Friday the Thirteenth always holds a special place in my heart because uh, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm standing where like Kevin Bacon stood. I'm like, this is fucking cool. But <laughs> then I, but then like I remember the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. That I didn't see right away, but like the cover was Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. The cover creeped me out for some reason that I wouldn't rent it, and I don't know why. But I would rent. But then I remember renting the first one, and then the second one, and then I have a very specific memory of Christmas morning being a very. This was I was probably ten, so it was like nineteen ninety five, and. Being a 10-year-old on Christmas morning, I'd wake up at like 1 in the morning, go out into the living room and see all the wrapped presents and just be like, oh, I got to wait until my parents wake up at 6 a.m., which felt like a decade. But my parents would always – my mom would always put shit in my stocking, and she would always put a VHS tape in my stocking that she bought me. And she bought me the Texas Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation – with Matthew McConaughey and Renee and, uh, Zellweger. Yeah. And uh, so I remember watching that when I was like 10, and I was like, oh, I fucking love this shit. So like, Weatherface has always been like my first love before Scream and Ghostface. Mm-hmm. Like Weather Weatherface was the dude. Like I love those fucking so much. I love that, man. With Leatherface, there's a lot to go with because we were talking we were talking uh near the very beginning how michael and jason and freddie became like the big 3 but leatherface what appeared before all of them and 1974 I, yep i think part of the reason why leatherface didn't become one of the big 3 even though he has just as a prolific i mean he has more movies than freddie i'm pretty sure he just had a movie come out, so he's still relevant. Uh, Freddie and Jason can't say that, although Jason did have a video game. I'm not trying to rag on Freddie, by the way, because I think Freddie might be my favorite of the big three. No, Michael's my favorite, but Nightmare on Elm Street might be my favorite franchise. I don't know if that was confusing, but it makes sense in my head. Anyways, I think part of the reason why Leatherface didn't get, like, how do I want to say it? Because I feel like Michael, Jason, and Freddie broke through the mainstream. 
No, they did. They absolutely did. And Leatherface never did. I, I feel mean, like I mean, at the time, like people they, know Leatherface, but like, but like you had like, yeah. you had like Jason Voorhees on the Arsenio Hall show. Like, yeah, Freddie Krueger was on MTV. Yeah, like <laughs> you had these characters on these mainstream outlets, but yeah. Leatherface never was. So it's like, but why? Like, he was the OG. Like 1974, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out. Halloween didn't come out until 1978. So you have a four-year gap of one person, Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for four years of being like this mass killer, however you want to say, until Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and then Chucky, and then like all of them like made it mainstream. But Leatherface never really clicked with the mainstream outlets. Which is bullshit. I'll tell you, it's bullshit. <laughs> well, I think the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre did. Because everyone knows that title. You and know, that's the thing, though. I feel like everybody knows the title, but they didn't like. I don't know if everyone's seen the movie. That's exactly it. So, like, they didn't necessarily see it, but they knew about it. Like, everybody knew Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but like, he was just, I, I don't know. I think part of the reason is it took 10, 10 years to get a sequel. That's the problem too. And then, yeah, you had the sequel and then the sequel, same like evil dead Two, was more goofy. Right. Than the original. And that's not a knock because I think my favorite leather face look is Texas Chainsaw Massacre two. I love that. He's wearing like a, uh, a black like suit with mm-hmm. tie and gloves. I think he looks so rad. I was supposed to meet the guy that fucking played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 in October at this toy store near me, but he got COVID, so he couldn't show up. Oh no. Is he okay yeah. now? No, no, he's good. But, okay, like, good. They, they they have to reschedule it, but I was ready right. to go because because I actually met uh at the same toy store, but I mean, I don't, I'll show you, but like I met Tyler Maine who played Michael Myers and Rob Zombie's Halloween. Hell yeah. But uh, he was supposed to be there. But I think the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Leatherface's look alone was one of my favorites. I thought he looked so rad for some reason. Like, But they all, but that's what I love about this movie because each movie he had a different look. Well, they all have a different tone too. Oh, oh Wade. And, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 is one of my favorites, even though most people hate that fucking movie, apparently. I don't I found hate that on it. Twitter. I don't hate it, but I will admit it's one of my lesser favorites of the franchise. I get it. I absolutely get it. But I'm like, dude, like the next generation one that came out in 94 with McConaughey and Zellweger, mm-hmm. that one's a little, that one's probably at the bottom tier of my list. But I still love it. Oh, I get that. Because, like, I mean, with the Jurassic Park movies, not all of them are good. Yeah. I still like them all. Like, yeah, it's like you, you're going to rank them at some point and be like, okay, well, this one was definitely not as good as the other three. Right. But, like, and, like, you can do that with, I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise is big enough. You can easily do it. So after the next generation... There was uh, a gap. Oh, and then they remade the original with Jessica Biel and yeah. 
and 2000, which is a great remake. I'm glad you brought up the remake because that really kickstarted the the remake trend of the 2000s for better yeah. or for worse. But <laughs> yeah, 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 for better or for worse. But it was de- it was definitely one of the original like remake of the OG horror movies that started. And well, that movie it's the is first fucking one. good. It, I think it's I the think first it, one. I, I think it is because at the time, it, I think that was 2003. It was 2003, like, yeah. So you had like... Dawn of the Dead yeah, was 2004. You, so like, yeah, so you, then you had Dawn of the Dead, which also is a great fucking remake. Mm-hmm. I love that remake. The, the intro scene of the Dawn of the Dead movie is fucking fantastic. It's iconic, yeah. But um, and then you had, after that, then you had... Was it just Leatherface, the prequel? I think that was 2006. Oh, um, The Hills of Eyes had a remake that came out in 2005. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we can probably think of a bunch of them between 2005 and 2010. Obviously, Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Scream, uh, that part in Scream 4 where... Uh, Hayden Pantier is go- naming through all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Probably helped me. I think if I want to be a dick about it, technically The Ring came out before uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and The Ring itself is a remake. But I don't count that because it's a remake of a Japanese film from 98. Yeah, and most so- Amer- American people saw it as an original because they didn't know about Japanese exactly or like they didn't know about exactly Saint- and i i honestly i i still uh, even though this has off topic i hate the fact that they're remaking train to busan with a an american version i because that movie was fucking perfect and i don't think they should ever touch that movie i'm okay with it i'm glad you bring that up because we are on the topic of remakes i'll tell you why i'm okay with it though because because what happens when a movie's remade is it always brings renewed interest to the original. You're right. You're right. You're 100% right. On that. You're and right. the original is, I agree with you, is perfect. <laughs> I, I, I watched it. I remember being like enthralled in it. I'm like, this was one of the best fucking movies. Not zombie movie, not horror movie. Best movie I've seen in a yeah. long time. The acting was superb. And it was just a good movie. And it like, I think I teared up at the end. I was like, Jesus Christ, this movie made me fucking cry. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No, like, I agree. And then, but then there's, so fuck, the remake of Leatherface, Texas Chains of Magic was 2003. And then there was, then there was like a prequel after that. But then, and like, oh no. So yeah, the, the, the Leatherface was the prequel of the, I always remember the kid wearing mask. And then, they came out with Texas Chainsaw 3D in 2013. Yeah, that's the one with Alex- Alexandria uh, Daddario, right? Yep, yep, which is, uh, I'm just going to say this. Anybody that likes her or horror movies, everybody should check out the movie We Summon the Darkness. It's a great fucking movie. So then that came out, and that was a, a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Which I watched yesterday with the DVD commentary. They did three different DVD commentaries. One with the director and actor that played Leatherface. Oh, fun fact. Mm-hmm. 
the actor that played Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw 3D stole my seat at the bar at the Rainbow Barn Grill in Los Angeles and wouldn't give it back to me. I always remember that. So you fuck stole him. your seat? Yeah, I got up for two seconds and then literally he sat and it wouldn't give it back to me. Dude, I remember the bartender joked like, dude, Leatherface just stole your seat. And I was like, that motherfucker, dude. Because, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do in that point, you know? Dude, he's a big fucking guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm 5'11", 140 pounds soaking wet. Like, <laughs> but, but Texas Chainsaw 3D, I thought, was a fantastic movie. And I saw it in theaters in 3D. And I have, I mean, this is an audio only. But, like, I'm showing you, but, like, I have, mm -hmm. like, the poster right there. Oh, that's cool. Like, I love, like, I love Leatherface. And that movie was, I was like, that was awesome. I was like, people shit on it, but I'm like, what do you want from a Texas Chainsaw Massacre? And then, fast forward now till 2022, the problem with the new movie, though, is that, like, Everybody that's in on the internet saw that the original directors of the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre got fired. Mm -hmm. And then they hired a new director and then it was supposed to go to theaters and apparently it had a bad like pre-screening. So they put it, so Netflix bought it. But I like when I, I watched it, the day came out and I was like, dude, this movie is fucking awesome. Like, what are you expecting from a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie? I I have a theory. Are you ready? Give it to me. I have a theory. I think a lot of people got excited for the new one, but but I think a lot of people only saw the original. I don't think as many people who were disappointed in the new Leatherface are, are, yeah, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't think they remember how, how do I say it nicely, inconsistent the franchise is. That, that, that's the only problem with that franchise. It's very inconsistent. And, like, if you tell somebody, like, do you know who Chop Top is? They're like, who the fuck is Chop Top? Right. Because they don't know right. the second one. Like, I, and it's I, like yeah. if you compare... The new te Texas Chainsaw to the original, of course it's dog shit. I'm sorry, but like every no. movie compared to the original Texas Chainsaw is dog shit because that you, is a goat. You like you said, it's the greatest it's little, of all time. It's literally, I mean, and people forget like that was shot in 1974. Yeah, like 1970 fucking four, and they made this movie that's amazing. It's not just the best in the franchise. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. And will exactly. always be. Exactly. And that's what I hate was when people shit on Leatherface. It's like, dude, he started it. Like, Toby Hooper is a goat, a genius, a yeah. god. And I think he said, like, he wrote the movie based off, like, he was waiting in line somewhere. And, like, he was the line was taking forever and there was chainsaws on the wall. And he's like, what if I just, like, turn one of these on and, like, Ugh. Cut everybody and like allegedly again, allegedly, but like I'm pretty sure I remember that from an interview. Well, that's 
that's but just also, a thought. We all but, have dark thoughts. Oh, I mean, that's why he made a horror movie. <laughs> I have. That's why I make horror. I have dark. Yeah. I have dark thoughts every day. We all do. But like, also in Texas Chainsaw 3D that came out in 2013 on the DVD Blu-ray, there's commentary from the writer. But like, the producer and Toby Hooper does commentary on Texas Chainsaw. And he loves it. Yeah, he thought it was a great cool. fucking. He thought it was a great fucking. And everybody hates the line at the end of that movie where Alexandria Daddario was like through the chainsaw, the letterface, like do your thing, cuz. Yeah. <laughs> everybody it makes shits me on laugh. That. They're like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a movie. It's supposed to be like it's it's. Well, that's the tone that it wanted to be. Exactly, like it, it was, was consistent a, with its tone. Now, I mean, the, if it the was actor if, was a, oh, I'm sorry, keep going. Oh, uh, no worries. Uh, we're we're getting excited, like I said, so no worries at all. But like, if that movie had the tone of the original, then I would agree. Yeah, but I just think people always compare the newer Texas Chainsaw movies to the original, forgetting that like it's not a consistent franchise. They're all though these films are all super super different the same thing with halloween like i mean look at jason goes to manhattan they're on a boat yeah. in crystal lake and they leave to go to manhattan you're in a fucking lake how do you have a boat exactly in the lake? exactly so it's just like i mean i'm not trying to say hey you can't say this movie sucks. You absolutely can if you, you hate can say this it movie, sucks all the time yeah you you can hate it like it's just at some point, you just got to remember these movies, fran- these big, big franchise already have their duds. If they have another one, it it shouldn't ruin your day. At that point, you're it, that's just your fault. Exactly. Like, if it ruins your day, it's like, I think you're just a negative person. Because I'm like, just enjoy it. You don't have to like it. I get it. Like, oh, I didn't like it. But to like, like, I'm a, sorry. No, no, just but just the shit on stuff. I mean, granted, Alexandra Dario. I watched her on a podcast with Justin Long. Justin Long's podcast. Uh, I, I didn't know what Justin called. Long had a podcast. Yeah, he has a podcast. Oh yeah, Yo, I gotta look, look that up. It, it, yeah, yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking dope. But it's like it's like a lot of horror actresses or horror actors. They will do a movie and like they're like they don't have the greatest stories from it because they're like almost embarrassed by it but it's like you don't know that i love that movie though like i love that movie so like don't be embarrassed by it like i fucking think it's awesome well i i can get for a lot of the actresses and uh in some cases a lot of the actors because a lot of a lot of the times for a horror movie you have to be covered in fake blood. So yeah. hey, never the experience forget. might not be great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston was in fucking Leprechaun or one I'm, of the Leprechauns. Uh Leonardo DiCaprio was in Critters 3. Exactly. So it's like y'all start from horror, motherfuckers. Yeah, and like the Academy. The Academy always snubs horror and the horror that it does recognize they like to be like, well, Jaws isn't really horror. Jaws is a thriller. Fuck you. That's a monster movie. Silence of the Lambs won a fucking Oscar. 
And people are like, well, that's more of a crime thriller. I'm sorry. Any movie where a dude wears another dude's face is a fucking horror movie. <laughs> and it's like, you cannot like, but like horror has carried from after the, like the, after COVID era, horror movies have been the staple of movie theaters. Scream. Yeah. Fucking, uh, Terrifier 2, uh, Barbarian, Smile. Smile. Yeah. Like, I, I saw Smile. Like, I thought it was rad. It went a little too long for me. And, uh, the, like, the, the triple ending thing, I was like, oh, okay, or whatever. But I'm not I here like to Smile. Try. I like Smile too, yeah. but I just, the ending was just like, eh. And then, like, once the monster, I was whatever. But, but it's like, well, it's a- horror has carried the theaters and money making, scream fucking. 2022 made a hundred million. Smile made a hundred million. Like all these yeah. horror movies make fucking money. Terrifier two was supposed to be in theaters for three days on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar budget and made ten million or eleven million dollars or whatever. Yeah. Lasted like, three weeks or longer yeah. actually. Yeah, I it, think went, it lasted it, longer. It went, it went. It went literally the whole month of October. Yep. And I think a little bit more into November. But, like, you have these horror movies that are fucking making bank. Every movie makes bank that's a horror movie. And then you're still, like, not going to give them the props for... And then even Leatherface or Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 in Netflix was the number one watch thing for the weekend. Yeah. Like, how are you going to deny that? Like, it was right. the wa- most watched thing. Whether people like it or not, they still watched it. And you know what? Hulu had their biggest hit by a lot with Prey last year. Yeah, and Prey, that was another one. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. see it, but I, I saw the numbers. And it was like, there you go. Like, what the fuck are you people doing that you think that, like, just give, like, I don't get the fact that, horror is still this like stepchild to the genre like to the movie making business of like no offense to the academy awards like i want to make movies the rest of my life and i want to get paid to do it the last thing i give a fuck about is winning an academy award i'd rather i want to win a fangoria chainsaw award (laughs) like that's my top goal these movies that make these academy awards they're dope they look good but i'm like Dude, they're kind of boring. Like, they're not me. They don't click with me, as I would say. Yeah. And, like, and and just, like, it's just one of those things where it's, like, the great movies, whether you give them an award or not, will stand the test of time. Exactly. And look at what stands the test of time. Leatherface, Jason, Freddy, mm-hmm. Chuck, Chucky, the new series, Chucky, the TV show is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It's got a season three coming out. Like, it's fucking fun. Megan fucking blew up. Oh, yeah. Megan's easily, like, I read somewhere, like, Megan is, like, the first movie in a long time to, like, have to make over 30 million in the first week weekend of the year. There you go. Like, what the fuck are you people doing denying these movies? Like, they carried the movie theaters during the post-COVID well, I mean, COVID's still going on, I guess. But, like, once cinemas opened again, horror was Halloween kills, Halloween ends. They yeah. all still made money. Like, And people want to say, like, Top Gun and Spider-Man No Way Home uh, saved, the, saved the movie theaters. But 
not by, not really. I mean, hey, who took off Spider Man? Scream. Exactly. Exactly. No one took off Top Gun, and I really liked Top Gun. The only one that kind of took off Top Gun was Jurassic World, which is horror adjacent. But then Top Gun just took it right back the week after. I haven't seen I still, the new Top Gun yet, but I'm not. I haven't. Uh, I liked it. I, I'm sure it's great. It's just not one of those movies where I'm like, oh, if somebody's like, hey, let's watch Top Gun, the Maverick. I'm yeah. like, all right, whatever. Like, I'll watch it. But it's not one I'm going out of my way to like. You know what? I see. wasn't either because um, I watched the original. I, I think it's fine. Not really my kind of movie. I thought the new one was way better than the original for me. <laughs> Apparently it was because it made a fuckload of money. Mm-hmm. And I get why. I'm like, I'm okay with it making all that money. I'm just saying if they, you know, put fucking Prey in theaters, I think Prey would have took the top spot from uh, Top Gun and Disney would have made a fuck ton of money. <laughs> and that's the problem I have with street. Yeah. Again, I'll go back to that is that these movies go on streaming, and it's like, if you would release these in theaters, they would blow the fuck up, but everybody's just watching it at their own convenience at home, which is fine. But, like, take the chance and put it in theaters. Right. I, and it's just, especially when you got a a big screen franchise like Predator or Hellraiser. Hey, oh, yeah, Hellraiser, too. If, Put those in theaters. Anybody that was a fan of those franchises would have gone to see it in theaters. Yeah. And if like, they're good, which they were, even the non-fans would go to see it because exactly. horror movies have good legs. Horror because movies, it, like, a lot of times build on their second and third weekends. Well, yeah, and look at the original screen. Exactly. It was the one movie that literally made money and then kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger every weekend from the original release date until it made $100 million. It blew the fuck up. Yep. And people now on Twitter, like, if you release a movie in the theaters that everybody's, like, praising, people will go to see it because, well, I got to see what this is about. Exactly. And that's what Terrifier 2 did. That's exactly what what it did. did. That's exactly what it did. And Barbarian. Dude, Barbarian, fucking love that movie. Yeah, I love I love Justin Long though. Justin Long is one of my go to guys. Like if he's in a movie, I'm like, I'll I'll see that movie. Unless it's one of those really campy rom com movies. But I mean, I I love a campy rom com here and there, so oh, I'd still I still probably too. go see it. <laughs> but like, but Barbarian was another one where. It's really good. I remember seeing it in theaters, and I was like, this movie is fucking awesome. Yeah. And same with Smile, and same with Terrifier 2. Like, word of mouth made Terrifier 2 go from a three-day release date. It was supposed to be in theaters on, like, a weekend. Yeah. On a $250,000 budget go for a month because it kept the numbers kept growing. And word Mm -hmm. of mouth. Word of mouth made that movie. And props to Damien. I fucking love that dude. We're missing that because they just throw shit on streaming. And yeah, okay, the numbers on streaming. Oh, there was a most watched movie on Hulu. Well, yeah, cool. But like, if you put it in theaters, you know how much money you would have made? Exactly. Like, it's frustrating because it's just like, I love the internet age and I love whatever but it's just like 
at the very least, put it on home media. That's and wasted I, I, money. That is wasted money. Barbarian not being released on a physical copy is fucking blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Same thing with New Texas Chainsaw, New Prey, Hellraiser. Like I'll say it on this too. I bought a boot a bootleg version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 on Blu-ray bootleg because I love that movie enough and I don't the problem with streaming too is like they might just take movies off and then it doesn't exist anymore. If it was just made available officially, you would have gotten it. Yeah. I would have bought it 100%. Yeah. So I, I, don't, bar- I don't understand why these streamers are like, well, because to me, it's like the only reason and it's a bad reason, but the only reason I can think of why you wouldn't put your big hits on physical release, especially in the horror genre, because that's a big physical like physical collectors and horror fans are pretty much the same. <laughs> Every horror like, fan wants everything on physical media. Exactly. So it's to, the only reason I can think of is like, well, if we, uh, someone might, you know, only want to buy the movie, whereas we can't make seven bucks a month off them. But here's the thing they don't realize. The people buying the physical copies are already subscribing. Exactly. It's exactly. wasted money. Exactly. You know how much money Disney would make if they took the the new Hellraiser and put it in a limited edition box dressed up like the the fucking lament conf- configuration. It would it, the pre orders would sell it out. Exactly. I already own all the Predator movies on 4K, but if Disney wanted to take all my money and make a five movie set with with Prey as an exclusive, I will buy all the Predator movies again just yeah. to have the one. Exactly. Like, I, I'm I, okay with that. Yeah, I don't get why they don't understand that. Like, that doesn't happen yeah. with comedy movies, romantic comedy. Like, that doesn't happen with horror is a genre where people will have a copy of the same movie in fucking 10 different versions. Yep. Like, they yep. will own it all and they will buy it all because they love it that much, yet they don't under... I, I don't even... I honestly, I can't even speak for what they fucking think because I don't understand it. It's horror and uh, I think sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, all those. Yeah, all the horror sci-fi. The genre. Yeah, yeah, that genre is what people fucking love. Like, nobody's like, I mean, I'm not saying nobody, but like back in the day, like when you'd go to Target or Walmart, there would be, you might buy a DVD, but now nobody buys them because they have it on streaming. But the hardcore fans like me and you and the horror community, the sci-fi community, the fucking fantasy community, you could release the same movie in 10 different versions. We will buy that. And you don't have to make that many. No, you, you just, don't have you, to you, waste just, a bunch of money making thousands. Just make me one. Just If you would have made me Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022 on Blu-ray, I would have bought it. But I had to go and dig on the internet and buy bootleg version. No, I mean like you don't have to make hundreds of thousands of copies. No, you make can... make it make a five thousand. Yeah, if you sell make... out of them, you can make five thousand more. Yeah, sell out of them. You're like, oh shit, we have a we have money here. We'll make five thousand yeah. more. Oh shit, we sold out again. Make more. Like exactly. I love how our Leatherface episode barely had any Leatherface in it. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah, it happens. No worries. But um, <laughs> I just think it's funny that we got some good points on Leatherface, but I love how it became a conversation on uh, Twitter, Twitter discourse and yeah, but that's the that's what I love about it too, though. Like, I honestly love that horror is this punk rock, mm. like go fuck yourself version. Like, we like you know what the academy you don't want horror, go fuck yourself. We don't want you either. Like, we are making our money without you. Well, like, and like Hollywood will take the best horror directors, and. Like the best, like horror directors make the best blockbusters. Yeah, look at Sam Raimi made Spider Man. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Peter made... Jackson. Where did he start? Brain Dead or. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Brain exactly. Dead. Exactly. Yeah. And now, and then he made Lord of the Rings and King Kong. And like, like there's so many examples. The, the, the GOAT, Steven Spielberg. What's Jaws? What's Duel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jaws is the no- I will barely go into the ocean up to my ankles because I always think about fucking Jaws. And one time I was in North Carolina at the Outer Banks and me and my buddy were on these little donut tubes and we were drinking a beer on these tubes. And then like all of a sudden, like we're like having fun. We looked back at the shore, the beach, and everybody looked like little ants. I'm like, we're really far out, and I had the biggest hand. I'm like, a shark's gonna get me. A shark's gonna get me. Yeah. Like, I have to fucking swim the fuck back. I bailed, left the tube. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm going. Jaws fucked me up. I used to be afraid to take a bath as a oh, child yeah. because oh, yeah. I thought a shark was gonna come through the drain and fucking eat me. <laughs> and like, I know I'm wrapping this up, but I I just need to speak this into existence while I'm thinking about it. Steven Spielberg's my like the go. He's my favorite all time filmmaker. Um, I just want so bad because he's in his I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want phase. West Side Story is a perfect movie. I'm going to remake it because I want to. Why the fuck not? And then he goes and somehow makes it better. What? And then the Fablemans was just. The Fablemans was just like two and a half hours of Steven Spielberg going to therapy. And honestly, I loved it. <laughs> that's what that's the beauty. Like for yeah, first off, Steven Spielberg is like he is like the goat. And I love that you can get to that point where you're like, you know, yeah, like fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you like it or not, because you're probably gonna give me the money anyways to make it because I'm Steven Spielberg. What I want is for him to make one just one more balls to the wall horror movie. Yeah, I would like just him, one more. Just write a weird, wacky, fucking gnarly movie and just make it. Just like how, like, uh, what was it? James Wan with Malignant? Yeah, exactly. Because oh, that's the that's the golden example I was I, I was forgetting. James Wan gets, you know, does Saw, The Conjuring, Insidious. Now he's making Fast and Furious movies and fucking Aquaman movies. Yeah, and then uh, Adam Wingard, he you know he does your next and the guest, and then he gets handed the keys to Godzilla versus Kong. Isn't it amazing? Yeah, and it's like fucking awesome. 
And like Godzilla versus Kong, you could argue is horror adjacent because giant monsters. It's monsters. Hey, Godzilla is always going to be hard to me. It's always hard to me. Me too. King Kong too. Like for me, the original King Kong um, is a horror adventure. <laughs> yeah, I grew, I grew up on those movies. My dad showed me those yeah. as a kid. They scared the shit out of me, and I was a fucking child. Like now, I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, whatever. But I'm like, those were horror movies to me. And I think the new Godzilla versus Kong is definitely an action adventure movie. Yeah, it's definitely but, it's not like yeah, but it'll always have its horror genes. Because when you think about old school horror, when you want to think about the 30s, the 40s, yeah. the like whatever, King Kong, Godzilla, like those are the like, and then you have the Universal, exactly like, the Mummy, like. The Mummy, Dracula, Frankenstein, one, Wolfman. One of my yeah. one of my favorite movies to this day is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. My dad showed yeah. My dad showed me that movie when I was a kid, and I I have I have the whole Universal box set of like Hell all yeah. the Mummy, all, all of those. But I always go to watch that movie because I love when Frankenstein sees. Uh, I think it's Abbott, the chubbier guy. But Frankenstein sees him, and then he like Frankenstein gets scared. He's like, "Oh, who?" And it's right. like to this day, me and my dad joke about it to this day, like how <laughs> fucking funny was that? Like, but yeah. like, but those movies, even as a kid, though, even they were a comedy. That movie was a comedy, but it scared the shit out of me. Well, it's still remember to keep the horror part scary, you know. And and I will say the original Invisible Man movie, I watched it recently. It's fucking gnarly. Oh, it's a fun movie. I love that. Like, movie. I'm like, yo, this is like dark, kind of like he's like killing he's people. A, and... He's a motherfucker. Yeah, I was like, yo, like, holy shit! Like, I forgot how this movie was like a slasher before. <laughs> yeah, slasher movies, even though he wasn't like slashing, but like, it was. I was like, oh shit! Like, that was definitely one of my favorite original Universal. It's like the Invisible Man and the new one with, uh. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, who uh James Wan and uh Lee the who directed it? Lee Wanell. Uh, yeah, Lee Wanell. Yeah, he did Saul, but he did the new fucking Invisible Man movie and I yeah. thought that was fantastic. Oh, it was great. I love that one. I still love uh, the Kevin Bacon version. Oh, the Hollow Man, I think. Hollow Man, Hollow Man. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Like Nobody could tell me otherwise. Shit on it all day. I'm like, dude, Kevin Bacon rules. But yeah, I, I'm just putting out into the universe one more just balls to the wall Steven Spielberg horror movie because that man is really good at horror. And because like you get Duel and Jaws and then Jurassic Park and War of the Worlds. I think those are like the true Steven Spielberg horror movies. And then like there's stuff in E.T., which is really fucking scary. Close Encounters Dude, e. has its moments. Dude, E.T. is a moments. creepy fucking movie. Raiders of the Lost Ark, like the ending of that movie, that random horror scene at the end of the first indie movie, <laughs> and your otherwise fun action adventure. And, All of a sudden, and, and, just and the Steven wrath of Spielberg, God. <laughs> he produced a... Like he helped like Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. he produced it. Yeah. Like and then he also produced uh Joe Dante's Gremlins. Yeah, it's like he loves horror. Let mm-hmm. him do a horror. Like and he's very good, like Jaws and all he's very good at like I love like building tension. Exactly. And like 
Uh, the newer move, the one of his newer movies, Ready Player One. That's not a horror movie, but it has a lot of like, like Steven Spielberg's playing with a uh, a bunch of iconic horror properties and kind of showing he still loves his horror because there's a whole tribute to The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> And yep. then you get Freddy and Jason and Chucky and Alien and then King Kong. You can tell Steven Spielberg loves King Kong with yeah. references in Jurassic Park and Ready Player One. And plus, horror is just, it's fucking fun. It's That's so thing, fun. Yeah. It's fun. Like, you can do whatever. There's literally no rules. You can do whatever you want in a horror movie. Like... Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like, that's why I think most people love it. I love it because it's like you never know what you're gonna get, and then there's a lot of like whatever people kind of do the, the they they yeah. hop on the trend. Like when Scream came out, everybody was making a Scream esque movie. Like, yeah. but like they're still fun though. Like I love those Excuse movies. Me. God, God bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But no, yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. And I think when people say they don't like horror, I like to think, well, you haven't found the right movie. Yeah. And I'm also like, you don't like fun. <laughs> well, it's just like, I think everyone deep down likes horror in one sort of, they just need to find their gateway. They, they have to find the right one because go back to Leatherface, when I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, I went to my parents' yeah. house because they had Netflix. So I watched it on the couch, and my mom walked in at a certain scene. I, I don't even remember what scene, but she's like, how the fuck do you watch this shit? <laughs> and I was like, dude, it's awesome. I'm like, it's fucking awesome. Like, I get it. Some people don't like the, like Terrifier 2, like the extreme gore. I right. get why some people might be turned off by that. But it's all about the story, though. If the horror movie has a good story, like Scream, a story, a good story, it doesn't matter what happens because the story hooks you. I love all the horror, like Freddy, Jason, Michael, Chucky. I just like them all because I just love horror. But like, yeah, I get why people don't might not like certain things about and like, horror. A lot of people think horror is just the slashers. Exactly, but there's so many more. Like, but it's so bigger than that. So much there's bigger. A, there's exorcism movies. like, yeah. And it's okay if you don't like slashers, but that's not all of horror. Yeah, exactly. I remember my dad took me to see the Blair Witch Project in like 1998 yeah. and 99, whenever it came out. He fucking loved that. He was like, oh, that was, he was like, that was wild. We had this whole conversation about the Academy already, but I think part of the reason why they dismiss horror is because a lot of the voters can't admit they like horror because they haven't found the horror they like. Cause when you look at like the bigger Academy, it's given horror, it's love here and there, but whenever it does it, it always feels like, well, the Academy doesn't like horror. What about Jaws? Well, that's not a horror movie. What about science of the land? Well, that's not a horror. Like they, they try and they steal our horror movies. Yep. Yep. 100%. 100%. Like, uh, they, they tried it with get out. And Black Swan and The Sixth Sense. Those are all yeah, Best Picture nominees. And like, well, those are thrillers. No, everyone knows thriller is just diet horror. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And one of the best movies that came out that it came out a month after The Sixth Sense. Wow, fuck, where is it? Uh, 
Oh, Kevin Bacon stir of echoes. Oh, we we've talked a lot about Kevin Bacon. Uh, <laughs> uh, stir, that's three stir Kevin Bacon echoes. movies, and then his daughter was a star of in, Smile. In Smile. So yeah. I I should probably call this a Kevin Bacon episode. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Stir of Echoes is a great fucking movie. Yeah. All right, guys, we are having way too much fun, but I know uh... this was this was a. This was a fantastic time. I had the time of my life talking to you. I love this. I, I think you, that. you're doing a great job with what you're doing. You're a great person well, to talk you. to. Thank you. This was a lot of fun, even though even though we both get really excited and start talking over each other. I That's going to be fun to edit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it happens. I, uh, but, you know, I, yeah. that we're just having fun. So, it, yeah, this was a blast. Like, this was the funnest podcast I've ever done in my entire life. Oh, I appreciate. I no, I true. I really appreciate that. That means no. You should because you're you're a good host and you're a good person to talk to. I appreciate that, man. I got to though. I got to let you tell everyone where they can find your films and what your Twitter is and stuff like that. So YouTube.com/slash Chris McGinnis is my YouTube uh link that you find me on Twitter. I'm Chris McGinnis twelve. Instagram, I'm C McGinnis, and that's all the social media I use. I have other ones, but I never use them. So that's Fair. the top three that I use. And I'll put I'll place all the links in the episode descriptions as well. So everyone listening, check out the episode description description. Check out Chris's movies. And uh yeah, this was so much fun. I I <laughs> I've a little uh, I'm a little like, well, was it really about Leatherface? Oh, well, sometimes anyway, this is how the... Com- it, oh, my God. I almost forgot. If you met Leatherface, would you die? Oh, um, yeah. That, yeah, the, the yeah it's an easy the one. Podcast. <laughs> um, most, <laughs> most likely, because I think I could outrun him because he's a bigger guy, but I have asthma and I have an asthma mm. inhaler. If I lost this while running... And I had an asthma attack. He would get me. And you know what the thing is, leather people don't give Leatherface enough credit. He is a sneaky boy. You open up a door, there he is with the fucking meat tenderizer, just bashes you over that. It's just like, yeah, and no defense for that. And and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, I love when he just hucks the chainsaw at the one person. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm squirrely and I'm scrappy. I, if he got a hold of me, he would kill me. If I ran and lost my asthma inhaler, I would definitely die. But I think, oh, also, I will say this about Leatherface and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3D, the one that came out in 2013. The best thing they did in that movie is when Leatherface put on his mask, he sewed the mask into his cheeks. And he never did that in the other movies. And Toby Hooper even said, he was like, I can't believe I didn't think of that in the yeah. like original. And I thought that was fucking genius. But yeah, Leatherface would fucking murk me 100%. There's no, I mean, even if he's, the thing about him too, he's always a big dude. Yeah. He's a huge, yeah. I'm, I'm 5'11", 140 pounds soaking wet. He could pick me up and break me over his knee if he wanted to, without the chainsaw. Yeah, and like he, in the new movie, he took a dude's arm, broke it in half, and oh. stabbed him in the neck oh. with his own broken bone. What the fuck? 
One of the best. I fucking wish I would have thought of that. Word. One of the best kills I've seen in movie, in horror in a while. Literally breaks his wrist, bone showing, yeah. and stabs him in the fucking neck. Amazing, yeah. amazing. That movie has so many good. The bus scene, the whole bus scene, mm-hmm. just murking everybody. I was like, that movie is so good, and everybody that shit on it, watch it again because I think your opinion is going to change because it's a good movie. Well, I just think you got to change your the context of watching it. If you're watching it as a follow-up to the one of the greatest movies of all time, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you're going to hate it. I get yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. if you go in just wanting like a fun Texas like Texas Chainsaw franchise slasher movie, it's fun. It's definitely not the worst Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie ever made. No. That's the thing is like with all these remake sequels requels whatever just watch it and enjoy it don't think about the original and whatever like because they're all good movies all the texas chainsaw massacre movies are mostly good movies there's obviously a tier of which ones are better than others but they're all good like i mean it's that's the problem is people just like compare that's the problem with the horror is too much comparison yeah. There's too much comparison to the originals or whatever. Like, oh, that movie sucked. The original is better. But yeah, but those are different chapters of the story. Like, forget the original. Just watch this one and enjoy it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, I'm not going to convince yeah. you to like it. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But like, it's good. They're all good. Leatherface is the fucking man. I have fucking so many Leatherface things in my apartment that. I have like this. This is from the 2022 version. I have this mask. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking rad. I have, I have a 2022 like wood carving figure of Leatherface. Oh, that's dope. And I have that one. Hell yeah! And then there's that one. But yeah, like I'm like there's Leatherface. Like literally, I have this stupid thing I bought at a Halloween store. Welcome to Travis County with a hand pointing to my bathroom. Oh, that's great. Like, I just, like, my whole apartment is just full of, like, horror movie shit. And mostly, a lot of it's Leatherface. I love it. I think that's a br- that's a great note to end on, just loving Leatherface. Leatherface is the man. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a blast. I had a blast, too, dude. I love it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks again to Chris for joining me to talk about Leatherface, even though that was maybe 15% of the episode. What can I say? We were having fun. I have some exciting announcements this week. Ice Cream, my second horror short film, which was written and directed by yours truly, got accepted into its first film festival. It will be playing at the Motor City Legacy Horror Convention and Film Festival. If you are interested in seeing Ice Cream on the big screen, you can catch it the weekend of April 14th through the 16th, 2023, at the Sheraton Detroit Metro Airport in Romulus, Michigan. I hope to see you there. If you're listening to this and you're planning on going to the Horror Hound Convention in Cincinnati this weekend, March 24th through the 26th, 2023, I will be there as well. So if you see me, feel free to say hi. And say hi to my mom, she'll be there too. Are you a fan of this podcast? I hope so, because I just launched a Patreon. 
Link will be shared in the show notes, but you can find it as patreon.com slash Podcast. There are monthly bonus episode, movie commentaries, and so many more perks. Plus, you're supporting your favorite monster kid, yours truly. I hope you consider joining, and to those lovely souls who have already joined, I love you. On this segment of I Know What You Watched Last Week, in which I tell you about the films I watched last week, I only watched one horror film this week, and it was a rewatch of the iconic Universal classic, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. I love my Universal monsters. Creature from the Black Lagoon is no different. While it does drag at parts throughout the film, there's a reason why Creature stands the test of time, and that's because the Gillman is just simply iconic. It's a wonderful creature design, and honestly, the creature itself more than makes up for any of the other film's shortcomings. And let's be real, there are not that many shortcomings to this film. I do think films like Frankenstein, The Wolfman, and Bride of Frankenstein are far better. The creature from the Black Lagoon more than earns its spots among the other Universal Classic Monster films. If you're interested in this part of the podcast, follow me at Letterboxd at TaurusAU so you can see all the movies I log and see my little reviews. I drove up to East Lansing with one of my best friends to see Beetlejuice the Musical this past weekend, and I had a lot of fun. Definitely a good time, and the show had great costumes, sets, the cast was good, it made me want to rewatch the movie. And I gotta say, the big reason why I didn't watch as much horror as I usually do is because it is officially March Madness, and yes, my Michigan State Spartans made it to the Sweet 16. Go green. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. And now you can also follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast, where it's become mostly shitposts of gizmo dancing to random music I find. You can find the Would You Die YouTube show on the Three Wise Men Media YouTube channel, where you can find professional wrestling, trailer reviews, and much, much more. The music you hear in the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend Josie Palmer. Next week's episode, we are talking about what I think is one of the scariest films of all time. If you don't want spoilers, now is the time to make sure you've seen The Descent. It's going to be a really good episode. Until then, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die. <laughs>